back for another episode. We have such an amazing guest this week. I legit could not be more excited. And I know everyone always says that on a podcast. Like, I'm so excited, but I'm actually very excited because this girl's hard to nail down. She's here, there, she's everywhere. And we got her. We got her. And she's incredible. She's so fucking funny. She makes me pee myself laughing. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm in love. Welcome Rachel Evans to the podcast. Thank you. I am hard to nail down. You're I never, so hard to nail down. I never thought that I was. No. And then, you know, you realize like, oh, I keep breaking plans. I keep breaking plans. Oh, yeah, I no, feel no, like this you're is a real ASMR. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're you know like you're hard to get, and I appreciate that. I think it's sexy. I think it's like you know what Thank she you. doesn't need these plans. You know what it is? Is I'm so tired. Yeah. All the time. Well, yeah. It's and all that paranormal research that you're doing I'm constantly. Haunted. Haunted. She's literally haunted. Can I? Well, to be fair, this past month I have not slept more than like four hours a night. Ew. I know. That's gross. I know. We, as, as, as tired Jewish women I that can't. are haunted by the trauma of our past, we just can't live like that. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to forget about my trauma <laughs> if I can't go through REM? <laughs> I don't know. My trauma comes to me in REM. I have horrible night terrors every night. Really? Yeah. It's not, I have night terrors. I literally, my poor boyfriend, he's just like, I wake up and I'm crying, crying. And he's like, what? And oh I'm like, I, I know. I, I don't know, dude. You know, I never, I it's never really dream. But when I was in Manchester, I had lucid dreams almost every single night. You were in Manchester. I was in Manchester. where we just cut celery slowly yeah yeah. we just talk we crinkle bags you know i actually do listen to asmr to go to sleep i do me too i really like it yeah i really like it we're making fun but honestly it's my favorite thing in the world it saved my life there's so many embarrassing things that i love so asmr is like way bottom of the list i know it's great um okay so so introduce i mean for people who i don't know how you don't know her but rachel is First of all, she's on this season of The Circle. Woo! Woo! Very cool. And <laughs> that was quite something. Thank, Thank you. you for that. And she's also a paranormal researcher for the Travel Channel. A surprise. It's pretty incredible. She's a, she's a woman that wears many hats. Yeah. Um, how did you get into, I mean, first of all, you know what? Let's yeah. get to the opening icebreaker questions because I can't live <laughs> with myself if I don't ask you. But then we're going to get into it, all of it. Okay. I always ask my guests. The first thing I ask is, mm-hmm. what is your most horrific diarrhea story while traveling? Oh, yeah. We're going to go there quickly. There was one in Kauai. Okay. I think you say on Kauai. Couldn't tell you. I'm not Hawaiian. Who cares? I, no, somebody cares. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. In or on, you're somehow connected to Kauai. I am around, in, on, through Kauai. Yeah. Uh, and I was... I was I'm just not going to send this one to my mom. That's okay. I <laughs> I go there. I used to go there every year with my family because my parents have been going there since like 1984 or something. And so I used to go there every year. I had a group of people that I would like hang out with as I got older. Um, and there was one night where they finally, I was like old enough to party. And so I was like 19 or something. 
And so they were like, we're having this party on the North Shore. Uh, it's a bonfire, whatever. And I was like, hell yeah. So I <laughs> go there and I I guess I don't I didn't eat anything there. And also the food in Hawaii is fresh and amazing. Like there's nothing that would have made me shit myself other than my own pure volition. Like mm-hmm. just me mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, so I go to this party. Everyone's really hot and, you know, very attractive, shirts off, Mm. on the beach. Mm. I'm sitting on a surfboard. I'm already stressed out about this. I'm, look at me. (laughs) I feel it. Yeah, your your muscle tension has risen. Yeah, my my shoulders are right at my ears. You're going to need some ASMR Um, after this. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sitting on the surfboard cause everybody else is like fine with having sand, like just up inside them. And I'm like, no. So I sitting on this guy's surfboard and he's cute. We're talking or whatever. And he walks away and I was like, perfect time to let out a fart because you're gone and I'm alone. And I shat. It was a shart. It was a shart on his surfboard. No. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, you were. What were you wearing? I was wearing a bathing suit oh. with with pants over it. So something caught the shart. Arguably, like I, ha- I definitely. So I, the way that I played it off because people were by the fire. Mm. So I was like. Nobody knows yet, yeah. and I have a decision to make. Like, yeah. either I let this be my evening, or I pretend like I'm insane. So I was like, I don't know how to surf. It's in the middle of the night, but I'm going to pretend like I'm taking this man's surfboard into the ocean. Rachel. To wash it off. To wash me off. Washing me and my clothes. <laughs> You went fully clothed into the everyone was like, You're wearing a bathing suit. You I can't left, just take off your your pants. I left my pants in the ocean. You just abandoned the pants. Pants in the ocean. And you said goodbye. It's now a fish's home. I there's nothing I can do about it. There's shit all over them. In them. All in them. It's so, like Hawaii. We don't know if it's on or in. I exactly. <laughs> your, you know what I like about the story is it tells me a lot about you. Mm. It tells me that you won't you're not gonna just sit there and sit in your shit. You're going to no. make decisions and you're going to make, they might be interesting choices, but you're going to make a choice. It's a choice. You're going to get in there and you're going to, you're going to um, litter in the ocean if there's in order anything, to get out of this embarrassing situation. And I appreciate that. Is even litter? Your pants are. My pants are. Yeah. That's for sure. But you know what? I'm sure they washed up ashore somewhere else and they became pants. They be, there was thrifting for I someone else. I was willing to barter that. I, I was willing to trade some um, eco-integrity. I totally get it. And I ended up hooking up with that guy later. <gasps> yeah. Did he ever find out about the shark? Not. Don't. It's going to the grave. Not now. Not until now. He follows me on Instagram. Oh, hey, dude. Well, hey. guess what? We all shard a little bit. Who among us hasn't sharded on a surfboard? That's what I'm saying. That's a quote. You should put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Who among us has not sharded on a surfboard? I'll put it on my red bubble shop. <laughs> That's an incredible story. Thank you for being vulnerable enough to share that. Yeah. It's not easy. It's, but it's not. But it's important. It's not. A lot of people know the part two of that story, but not the part one. A lot of people know about me hooking up with him on his surfboard. It was on his surfboard. Stop. It was. <laughs> Yeah. But the story keeps building. I know. So a lot of people know that part of it, but they don't know that I had previously shat on it. 
which arguably is the most important part of that whole story. I would agree, and I don't even know why I've left it out. That's you shouldn't. From I now know. on, I'm glad to be. This is you heard it here first. Literally, you heard mm-hmm. it here first because that's a beautiful story. That was a me story before this. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. I feel we are blessed. Yeah. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Incredible. Holy shit, indeed. Indeed. Um, the second question I was asking my guests is, what's an iconic epic fight you've gotten into with a partner? Oh. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be a friend. It could be a family. Just a fight you've had while traveling. Oh, wow. Fight while traveling. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't get in a lot of fights because I choose not to engage. Yeah. So maybe fights have Let's happened. Let's that yoga you do. Oh yeah, that yoga that I'm, I do a lot. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know the reference, they made her do a yoga class, like, teach a yoga class on this season of, of, right. of the circle. And right. I don't know, look, I know you as many things. I don't know you as a yoga teacher. Nor should you. Nor should you. Yeah, I think that they were grouping in the idea of the paranormal with the idea of spirituality. Interesting choice. Interesting choice indeed. Because I, first of all, said, I'm not a medium. I'm a <laughs> You're researcher. You're not Tyler Henry. Right. Yeah. I'm not Hollywood medium Tyler Henry. Uh, I'm a researcher. So I was like, ah, 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 do you have a book? Like I, w- I had no idea what they wanted from me, but they, you know, they were just like, hey, like this is your opportunity. This is your time to connect with every single person in the circle. So they really got you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, 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 I reworked it in a way that made sense for me. It was just ended up being like a breathing exercise. Yeah. But I was still like, who's that? <laughs> wow. Okay, so we don't get it? a lot of fights. All right, no problem. I, I truly don't fight. With, yeah. Well, like, you don't. Famously, you don't show up to even have a fight. That's which correct. I think is important to know. I think that's good. If I sense a fight coming, nope. I'm gone. Yeah, you're gone. You know what? Unless good. No. Physical. If you're listening and you are going on a trip with someone, just don't go. If just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just yeah. Disengage. Yeah, I can't like. What's the most annoying? Okay, what's the most annoying thing someone can do though while you're traveling? Like, is there something that you're just like overplan? Oh, okay. So you're so you're you're a loose itinerary type of person. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, annoying. Yeah. Okay. For me, if you show up with a printed out itinerary, my dread levels rise. Yeah. Because I am somebody who my gas tank. Like, I, I need to refill, you know? So if my mom is like this, where she is like, club, another club, you know? Like, she is just museum after. If she's not constantly doing something, then she feels that a trip is wasted. Uh-huh, yeah. And I do not feel that way. No, I I, I might... I like anchors. Yeah. I like travel anchors. Mm-hmm. So like if I know I'm going to a place that has incredible nature, mm-hmm. then I know like, okay, let's go see this incredible site one day. We'll put it in the afternoon and in the morning is open. Or if we go into a place that has like, you know, incredible, like if we're going to Tokyo. Right. Maybe I will say, or if we're going, let's say we're going to Japan. I like to know, okay, I want to go to Nora because I want to feed some deer. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to leave days open where maybe I just want to schmy around and go look at some arcades. Right. You know, the schmying is an important part of a trip. It's the flexibility. Like that's because I agree. Like if you're going somewhere, you should do what you can to experience the best of that place. Totally. But if there's no room for like 
mind changing or exploration. Like I'm, I'm somebody who will follow something. Like if I see something yeah. that I find interesting, I'll just like go towards it or someone or someone yeah. exactly you or see a someone man and a surfboard. You I might go. Just, to, I'm gonna shit on that board. Your... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go towards it. Anus first and shit all over it. <laughs> That's a lesson for globe thotters, okay? Shit all over it. Shit, find your purpose and then shit all over it. That's right. And then have sex on it. That's how I feel. Shit where you eat and, and have, se- have right? sex on it. And have sex on it. <laughs> yeah. I just need the, the show's I, full of wisdom. I well, and I feel that. Yes. Yeah. We have deep combos here. And I'm glad that you brought me on a beacon of wisdom. A beacon of wisdom. Yeah, I'm so oh. smart, dude. I really need to know how you got into the paranormal. Mm research thing because okay so you do commentating on the travel channel yes um amazing how in the hell did Mm. that come to be let us know yeah so i you know i've always been like open to it for me it's like i am not i'm not brazen enough to claim that i think i know anything so when i'm presented with like a really exceptional idea like cryptids or ghosts my gut is like follow that explore that figure it out like and if the answer is that's not real scientifically proven okay that's okay you know i'm not like a blanket paranormal or whatever so i grew up uh in a house that me and my sister believed to be haunted (laughs) um my parents were like y'all are crazy but there was like there was one hallway that we would always run by like and we didn't talk about this until we were like 17 or 18 like until oh. we were both out of the house but you both had the same experience we both had the same experience and it was funny because it was just so like that's weird that we didn't think to talk about it with each other because it was just like Ugh, i just feel weird and i ran past this hallway every day for 18 years um so and then i also had this experience when i was like six years old i there was a couple things i was at my grandpa's house I slept over at my grandpa's house and then I left in the morning and then he died. And then that night I like saw him on my bed. So there was that. And then I had probably like six months after that, I had this experience where I saw these three like big heads at the edge of my bed. And I hate this. I know. This is literally my worst nightmare. But it doesn't feel have you, like, no, it's I, like doing mushrooms. You like, know that I've never seen, a, I've seen one scary movie in my entire life. Fair. One, and that's because I was bullied into it. Mm-hmm. But I, before, never in my life, the scariest thing I'd ever seen was Get Out, which is scary. But that's scary. It's scary, but it's like whatever. And then the scariest thing I, I saw the fucking Baba Duke. <laughs> scary. And it ruined my fucking life. And yeah. I said, "This is what I'm fucking doing. If I want a scary movie, I'll walk in a parking lot at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'll be a woman. I'll be a woman, or I'll just go anywhere and do anything. Okay? I don't fucking need to put myself through this. I don't get it. So when I hear someone's like, "Oh yeah." In my leisure time, I go ghost hunting. I'm like, are you fucking insane? It's not scary to me. Okay, so I, I'm also afraid of scary movies. I can't go to like one of those like haunted, the fake ones, like the yeah. haunts or whatever. Because yeah. I, I get physically violent. I've been kicked out of two of them for being <laughs> physically violent. Like I can't do it. I get very scared. But there's something about the paranormal that feels 
natural. Like it just feels, it's like the best way I can describe it is like when you're doing mushrooms and you look at a tree and it has a face, but you're not like, "Ah, a tree has a face. You're just like, oh, that tree has a face. That's weird. That's interesting. So that's what it feels like to me. Like when you have an experience, it just is like, well, that's happening. Like it's just real. You know, it's not, the, the fear I think comes from the ideation of it, like you creating this thing in your head and and the possibility of it being real. But when it's presented with you, like to you, it just feels okay. Wow, I, I've never heard it like that. So when you see, have, so you've seen a lot of ghosts. Well, if we're counting experiences, not individual ghosts, but individual experiences, I've probably had like four or five. What do you mean? I'm five gonna- or six. It's growing. <laughs> Four, six. You're like, I've seen 150 ghosts. Well, because if you count like the one when I was six, I saw three heads, but that was one, one experience. Exper- okay, but it had three heads in the same body or three heads, floating heads? No, that'd like be wild. Yeah, it was like a, it was, it was a floating head situation and they were not paying attention to me at all. Like they were like just talking to each other. About what? So I found out later that my room was actually the poker room when the house was originally built. So what it seemed like is that I'm around a poker table. And three people are just talking about poker. And the heads looked huge because I was a little girl. So I don't know if, I mean, they did seem exceptionally large, but I they could have been just kind of average big heads. Okay, so you're somebody who, like, paranormal activity has been part of your life since you were a bebe. Yeah. And so you, how did you find yourself, like, making it a career into paranormal research? Big accident. Okay. So, like, I... You know, I don't know a lot of people who fell into paranormal research, but I'm glad to have met you. I know, I know, I know. It's interesting. It feels like something that you need to very, like, put a concerted effort into being a thing. Yeah. But... It started out because I was a YouTuber and I talked about macabre things. I had a show called Dark Five and I would talk about like here are five ghosts that or here are five people who claim they've had sex with ghosts or here are five things you didn't know about Carl Panzram. Like just overall serial killers, cryptids. Mm ghosts whatever you know you have such a light energy for such a dark energy i'm not dark. it's you just curious light, but, you're, but you're like a light like you're like a cheerful yeah go lucky just like woo and and then when i hear this i'm like who lives inside you but i think that to me i don't register it as dark because it's just human experience okay you know it's yeah. just like the other side of being a person and you're traveling to the other side. Like this is a travel. Yeah. You know, you didn't know when you when you signed up to listen to this that you'd be. You thought it was like, oh, we're going to Jamaica. Oh, we're going to Costa Rica. Oh, we're going to Paris. We're no, going we're going Spirit to the realm. other side. That's, That's right. what this. We're traveling to the afterlife or the before life. We don't right. know. We don't know. And what's crazy? What's crazy about? I mean, I think what's informed a lot of my curiosity is being Jewish, mm, because love that. yeah, because Jews don't believe. Like, there's no firm answer for afterlife in Mm. Judaism. Mm -hmm. They're like, reincarnation? Yeah, probably. We don't believe in hell, famously. We do not believe in hell. You can't tell me to go to hell, because honey, I don't even believe in it. Yeah, and if you say go to Gehenna, okay, nerd. Yeah, freak. Like, yeah, you're a freak. You're You're a freak. You're a freak. Somebody's gonna really like that. You're a freak. Somebody's gonna really, really like that. You have to pay, you know, you're not for free. You have to charge for that. Okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I think that being Jewish has has helped me be curious because I think there's a lot of like stigma attached 
to the paranormal in Christianity mm. where they feel a negative spirit and they're like a demon, you know? Yeah. And Jews are just like, Ugh. like there's no <laughs> there's no like did you bring food? Then get out of my house. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh so yeah, there's I've just been I've just never seen it as something that's even it's like I like learning about trains. I like learning about physics. To me, the paranormal just feels like another category. Okay, I love that for you. So where are we going? So let's say I want a little spooky travel experience. <clears throat> have you been, have you done like, ghost hunting? Have you, have, you, have you traveled with the intention of looking for the paranormal or, or experience the paranormal? I try, whenever I travel um, in my adulthood, I try to make it a point to at least visit one spooky place. Whether that's like a haunted area or just like a museum or for me, the paranormal isn't just ghosts. The paranormal is also like quantum events or, you know, I can't stop talking about trains. Why do I keep thinking about trains? Because you're just, you're trying to, I don't know, you're trying I don't to move know. it along. I'm trying trying to, I love a train. You love a train. You're a little fucking nerd. I, mean, I, I know, love I love, love a train. But no, <laughs> I, I do try, I do try to like at least make it a point to visit one lore-based okay. area. So give us some tips, like where should we go? Well, it really depends on what experience you're looking for because there's a, I mean, what I think is the coolest are battlefields like Civil War battlefields, Gettysburg, like things like that, because the the um, it's so thick. The presence there is so thick because there's something about a paranormal experience on a battlefield that's like that's the encapsulation of energy. And it's just feels and it, it, the thing about it, it, too, is that the people who work at places like that are basically professional LARPers. So they're not only going to like give you the full breakdown of all these ghosts and paranormal experiences that they've had, but they're dressed in like 1890s gear telling you about like this ghost that haunts the battle. It's like the perfect experience. Where, to me. So what's a battlefield that you've been to that you like? I've been to Gettysburg. Okay. Um, I've been to, what's that one? Girl, this isn't my domain. I'm trying to find like a cool beach. I'm trying to fucking chill. Well, yeah. I'm I mean, not hitting up the fucking Gettysburg, you know, but yeah. maybe I should start. I mean, and I was just in the UK and the UK is, I mean, the best. Mm. If you want to, if you want to experience like true historical fear, <laughs> leave America. Yeah. Go mm. to the Tower of London. Mm. Like, there's this place, and I, I hate myself because I forget what it's called, but there's this place in Glasgow that's a bridge where, like, 49 people have gone missing. And you go down there and you're like, whoa, whoa. Like, it's just, it feels, you can, it's. Why do you want to feel that? Because you don't feel it. Oh, so it's like, you're, it, you know, some, Generally. People, some people travel to escape, literally. Mm -hmm. But when you go, you escape figuratively you're like I, i'm going on a vacation for myself because it's an energy i don't normally feel well i feel too that like it takes a lot for me to get um to like feel a lot mm, i guess okay like i'm not gonna someone's on a hefty dose of prozac I'm oh hearing. my god i wish i'm just autistic oh <laughs> <laughs> i wish oh that one yeah no that one so it, for me it's like 
the presence of a feeling is cool. Okay. And not to say that I don't feel. I definitely feel right. all of the time. Right. I I'm have the ability to love yeah. and hate and whatever. She is a sociopath, but I think it's okay. Yeah, but it's cool. It's, sociopaths are kind of in right now. No, They're I think having a, a moment on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, they are. They yeah. sure are. And Hulu. And Hulu. All the networks are loving a sociopath story. So honestly, next maybe you'll me. just maybe you'll just have like a cool, you know, docuseries about you. Me next. Yay! But when I go to these places and I feel overwhelmed by a f- a, an emotion or a feeling that isn't my own, mm. that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I never feel out of control though. So like it's I don't recommend it for everybody, but I never have a problem with feeling out of control because I feel that I am always in control. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Let's say we're going to like a ghost hunting situation. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, oh, did you know that a woman was murdered here? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's anything kind of like not kosh about the fact that like we're turning someone's trauma into like our recreation? Absolutely. Like it's kind of icky, no? It's absolutely icky, but it is also the human condition. Morbid curiosity is yeah. it's who we are. Mm. And I think it, it kind of is that thing where you like have a toothache and you stick your tongue in it. It's that fear, like we all feel that fear and we sometimes we need to stick our tongue in it. Let's stick our tongue in the bedroom of the woman who got murdered. I know, and it's sad. But, you know, I've been to concentration camp. I mean, the thing I is... I've been to so many concentration I've camps. I've been to so many concentration but camps. But you felt the energy in there, right? I felt, I mean, of course, to me, it's like... It's but, impossible not to. But I think I do that less so because I like the feeling of fear. Sure. And tra- but I think it's more like, as a Jew, it's important that we see what happened to our our ancestors. I stuff. think there's a. I think there's an absolute... Um, uh, like level of that yeah and it really depends on where you are mm. like if you are at somewhere like a concentration camp to me that's not a morbid curiosity like that is a responsibility yeah you know? yes exactly so yes it's yes. And, and there's also part of it too that is that some people believe it's honoring the legacy of the person yes by telling their story and feeling their energy yes to be honest i have recently quit the travel channel show because because you're a Netflix star now. Well, I'm a huge, huge Netflix reality TV star. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm just you're, you're about to be the Real Housewife of lore. Oh, I am rolling in it. Oh my god, you we need to have a Real Housewives of the Paranormal. Imagine. Could you? I Imagine. that's a great animated show. By that's the way. a that's a great show. That's a great show. I would watch let's that in a it. heartbeat. Let's, we'll do it together. We'll okay, make, let's let's do it. Tm tm tm, trademark. Okay, we got um, it. Yeah, we got it. We're good. I started to feel this way with Dark Five as well when it was on Snarled, um, that at a certain point, you feel like you're being educational. You feel like you're trying to shed light on something that maybe not a lot of people talk about. And then at a certain point, you're like, I see the fan reaction and you're not taking it the way that I'm putting it out there. Okay. You know, it, it, at a certain point, you get too many, I love Jeffrey Dahmer comments. And then you're like... I'm doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I messed up. I messed up. And I try so hard to like make it very clear what I feel and think about these things. But no, always. There's going to be a nine-year-old that's like, I love clowns. John Wayne Casey's dope. Like, you know, there's always going to be that one. Yeah. Well, they don't have parents watching them. So no, no. Find... And they're also just saying shit. Yeah. Uh, but interesting. Though. Yeah. I, I there is a lot of there's a lot of personal responsibility when it comes to the paranormal, which is, again, to circle back <laughs> circle um, <laughs> as well. <laughs> fuck me (laughs) is why I quit the travel channel show because we're in our fifth season Mm -hmm. we have 
like 28 shows a season. Jesus. At a cer- I know. At a certain, and people send in clips of their paranormal experiences that we then have to, in earnest, talk to them about, you know, and try to help them through. Okay. And sometimes nothing is happening. <laughs> You know, like sometimes it's simply not happening. But that doesn't or, sell. But the, it doesn't sell. And you, we we come from a place of I believe it first because mm. anyone could be like, not that's fake, you know. So we have to come from a place of I believe it first. But at a certain point, you get a video where somebody's like, I just know that's my grandma. And I'm incapable of lying. Like, I can't look at you in the face and be like. Yeah, it is. Mm. And not like, that's a lens flare. (laughs) Like what? That's a mosquito. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I just, I felt I do there. It's a tricky area, just like with anything in like in this world where, yeah, it could be perceived as exploitative for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, this, these. Dark Tourism's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was mm-hmm. famously a show. Did yeah. you ever watch Dark Tourism? On a little Netflix? bit. It was good. And like, you know, people go to Chernobyl and mm-hmm. they go to these places that are like rich with um, trauma. But it's also, I like what you said. It's like, it is honoring the experience that happened there. It's educating yourself. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, it might make you feel some fuzzies. It might make exactly. you feel some tingles. Like, we don't like to feel negative things generally we go through life every day trying to avoid negative feelings and thoughts right but there's something kind of powerful about intentionally going into something knowing this is only a place of negativity like there's just something like so where are the where are the best like ghost hunting places all over the uk UK, so there's a lot of battlefields and ghosts are just running rampant through the UK. Running rampant through the UK, indeed. But like you know, there they have oof. I mean, there's a lot of of traumatic history as it relates to like people as a whole in the UK. Like not just individual events, but like like the Tower of London, where yeah. you are having an entire class of people who are oppressed. And not to say that it didn't happen in America, but we um, were a little bit more secretive about our torture. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like, here it is, baby, right in the middle of the city. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, too, like New Jersey, Maine, oh. um, Wichita, Kansas. Oh. There's a lot of like uh, Mothman stuff over in that kind of area, and uh, and Skinwalker Ranch, like it's it, Missouri. Like there's, and you could just be like, "Yo, I want to see some ghosts." But what if the ghosts don't feel like coming out that day? That's entirely possible. Do you think that the all these places like manufacture the experience? To I think kind of- your brain is more powerful than you could ever imagine. So your brain will find it if it because it yeah. knows it's there. So it will look for it. It it will it will it will find what's there, and sometimes it will find what's not there. Interesting. You know. Well, let's take me. Let's go to the UK then, because you know we spent some time in the UK. Yeah. Recently. So the circle shoot it films there in manchester in manchester so you got to spend a lot of time in the uk how long were you there well i was well i was there for almost two months okay 
but I didn't get to go anywhere. They kept you locked up. I was in I was in isolation. That's literally insane. It was. Wait, yeah. I don't understand. So it's like prison. They let you out for an hour a day. It's like I a, know this because I ran into Rachel at the thing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about this, but for everybody else, like this is crazy. You have to tell them about what, yeah. what what they put you through. So before you go into the circle apartments, you are in isolation, and the isolation period is a little bit longer now because of COVID. So you are in this apartment by yourself um, and you can go outside for an hour a day, uh, chaperoned. Who's chaperoning you? There are, are the chaperones. There are chaperones. Like each person has a chaperone but assigned to them. why is it only an hour? Like why can't you just like hang? Because they don't want you seeing each other? They don't want you, they don't want you seeing each other. Yeah. I mean like the whole thing is dependent on um, you not knowing who, who everybody else is inside of the thing okay so yeah they don't want you running into each other like there would be times where we'd be walking down the street and my chaperone would be like hard left and like pull me into an alley <laughs> what because there was somebody coming that's crazy yeah okay so in that hour what were you doing we did you get to explore manchester i did i love manchester what did you love tell us what to do oh my god well i couldn't tell you a lot <laughs> because well, i stayed just... in the city center yeah but um there are it is very close to like the north where you can go up to like Wales and Scotland gorgeous. and like gorgeous beautiful there are these fields that are up like 45 minutes north or something just gorgeous but I spent most of my time explore the food scene there I was I was staying on a street that had there were three restaurants that all had a Michelin star that's interesting because I feel like people don't always think of Britain as the food capital People make a lot of those jokes. Like, I, I don't think, I think it's a fucking country. You can find good or bad food anywhere. Exactly But that. a lot of people say, you know, there's not great food in England. I'm not saying that. Don't come <laughs> for me, Britain. I never, I'm just saying people don't say, think of it as the food capital. No, it's no. It's interesting that you say that. There's a lot of good food well, there. Well, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a diverse community. Mm -hmm. So you're not, I would agree that British food, I literally kept salt on me. It's like, very bland. Very bland. Oh no. And but but the Indian food wasn't. Mm, right. And the Italian food wasn't. Right. So like you can find you can find stuff. There was this chicken place. There's this fried chicken place on my street that I was like, what are y'all doing making chicken this good? Ooh, That's crazy. I love it. I did that, went to a lot of museums. Great. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Um, don't know what any of them were called. Amazing. So just the <laughs> museums of Manchester are popping. There's like three of them. Okay, so you're at, so you're in the circle. You do you have the experience. Yeah. They turn you into a yoga witch. Um, I'm a yoga witch. I I love I'm it. I'm a boring yoga witch. That's that's what my DMs are saying is that I'm boring and I'm gu gullible. And both of those things I, are true. What? I thought you were the. I'm not just saying this because we're friends. I thought you were the funniest fucking person. Are on you that serious? Show. Me and George. I call. I literally sent when I was stoned out of my mind. I sent you that voice memo. I know. I thought you just love me. No, no, I don't love you that much. Good. You. Good. I love you, but Jesus Christ, you. I, I I wouldn't have done that. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been like, oh my God, you were Good great. Job. Yeah. yeah. I was crying laughing Jordan and I my Jordan's my, my boyfriend we were crying laughing we were like she is so fucking funny <laughs> and he doesn't even know you no. so he doesn't need to fucking lie to you no. we were crying laughing you were so funny on that oh my I God. would not I would just be like you did a great job and I would leave it at that I think I think what it is is um my personality isn't that big like I'm You're not understated a, I am well, you know what I like that thank you you're a classic understated look and that is timeless. The girls who get it, get it. Yeah. And the girls who don't, 
don't. And I'm a girl who gets it. That's right. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But the, uh, there's so many huge personalities on that show. Like Frank and Yuling are like, oh, Yuling is the funniest person I know. Um, and she's so fun to watch. So I think that when you like go from that and then cut to me and I'm like, hi. Hello. I thought you were so funny. I just, I, I, whatever. I think they're all great. Somebody, I think Frank's great. Yuling's great. But I think you were hilarious. Thank you. I got a tweet today that was like, why does Rachel always talk like she's on the Calm app? And I was like, I can tell that this is a pointed tweet, but that feels nice. I'm gonna be, yeah, that's a compliment. <laughs> I like that. They can try, but they can't get to you. No, no. Did you get to hang out with the Spice Girls? No. What? I know. You didn't get to hang out with them at all? Yeah, it was pretty awful for me. That was probably my worst day in there. Was um, Realizing you were not even after the show wrapped and everything, mm-hmm. they didn't, you guys didn't get to hang out with the Spice Girls? No, they were Spice Girls. They're busy. They're spicing, spicing up, up everybody's up our lives. lives. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And I don't blame them for it. Especially like, in Britain when all the food's so bland. They got to, They have to go they, to a lot of places and spice it up. They're working overtime. Yeah, working overtime. That's right. And so I never anticipated to meet them. I like. I was like fully, I was fully aware that when I didn't meet them that night that I was never going to meet them. Um, you didn't know beforehand, though, that they were going to be on the show? No. Oh, amazing. Oh, no. Oh, they didn't tell you anything. They oh, wouldn't even no, let you no, outside, no. for crying no. out loud. No idea. Okay, incredible. I hadn't, we had no idea that they were there until they showed up on the screen. Amazing. That's and so cool. It was so cool. That's really cool. And I, that was hands down my worst day in there. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, the, when we when they left and I realized I wasn't going to meet them, yeah. I legitimately thought the only reason they brought me on the show was for the Spice Girls. Like, I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, why am I here? Why am I even here right now? And they were like, Rachel, to compete on the circle. And when they were like, what are you talking about right now? I like took me aback because it just felt so obvious. Like, I... I'm a huge Spice Girls fan mm-hmm. and have been my entire life. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like that was my purpose there. Yeah. And it was almost validating for them to be like, no, we just like you. Like, we just want you to be on the show. You know, people keep trying to, you, like, I'm see, I'm getting a pattern here where, you know, someone's tweeting, why are you on the calm app or why, you know, whatever. Right, and right. It's like all of these end up, you are a radiant, calm, zen being <laughs> who's so much more than her love of the Spice Girls. <gasps> And you're just I'm kind having of a hard ex- time realizing that you're a lot more than just shitting on a surfboard. You are wow. you're bringing you are more than that. And you think so? Yeah, I really I actually know so. Wow. And it's important that you start to know that about yourself. Yeah, I, like I watching this back has been wild. Well, for how me. long ago did you guys rap? Well, this, I don't know when this is going to come out. October? But, oh, so a while ago. October, October. Yeah, October. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, what are you, are, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you going to be traveling? It's it's about to be a hot, well-adjusted girl summer. That's right. And we're trying to fucking be well-adjusted out here. That's right. Take no. your meds, pack your Pepto, get the shot, and let's go. That's what I'm trying to do. Where are you going to go this summer? What are we doing? Um. Well... What a great question. What a great question, you know? There are a few, like, cute little trips that I have planned. Like, I have an Idlewild trip planned. That's where we, I went to high school. Really? I went to boarding school. That's how I know Bree and I went to boarding in school. In Idlewild? Yeah. What a beautiful place. I know. We went to art school up there. That's crazy. That's how we know each other, yeah. I love that. I know. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense that y'all, like, 
had that experience and then became the people that you are, you know? Uh, trust me, it's quite a place. I like that. Um, Idlewild is famously, okay, so it's a small mountain town uh, in the mountains above Palm Springs and it's got 400 churches for mm-hmm. a town of like 1,000. And then a little tiny art artist commune boarding school where no one wears shoes and everyone calls their teachers by their first names and we're doing like f- nude photography exhibitions and then we ask the town to come see our productions and they're all like, I am here, I am a very deeply Christian woman watching the dance recital of these like 14 year olds naked throwing themselves. It was like such a weird, but it was great. It was like I never knew that, all the time. I never knew that Idlewild was a religious place. There's so many churches. I didn't know that. I mean, look, I went there, you know, in high school, it's different now, but it's like artsy and also deeply, I mean, any small town yeah. kind of has that vibe. That's kind of, that's funny because I've only ever experienced Idlewild as like, a weed haven like just like well there were also the townies who were all right about the, all, had all the crack oh the crack the best meth oh, i mean wow. i wouldn't know personally but you could tell from their attitudes yeah they, they walked around like i got the good shit i've got the good meth. i've got the stuff from hemet hemet is that a meth thing hemet it no what's hemet hemet's Hemet, like a small it's like a the town on the bottom of the mountain oh wow bottom of the mountain so Oof. you have to go down like like uh, kids rough. who grew up in Idlewild, they can either go to that boarding school or else there's no other high schools. So they have to go down the hill, 45 minutes, down to Hemet, Hemet High School. I can't imagine. It's crazy. Anyway, so you can't go to imagine. Idlewild. Going to Idlewild gorgeous. for a you little... Gorgeous. You guys highly recommend. It's really, really cute It's really there. gorgeous. It's great to go in the winter when it's like all foggy oh, and scary. Nice. And you would like that. It's spooky. Yeah. Okay, where else are you going? Um, I'm going to New York. Okay, great. Um, where sure, you stay? Just like, why not? Um, well... I have a lot of, I have some family over there, okay. but I also have like Yuling and oh. John and oh. Alyssa from the show right. uh, and my other friends and oh. stuff. Okay. So I try to stay with people as much as I can. And then one night in a really, really fancy hotel. What's the fancy hotel that you love in New York? What's the one? What's the one that's, um, I don't know. It's, it's like on, plaza. it's on Fifth Avenue. It has the gold like entrance. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's like um, Google Gold Entrance Hotel. Gold. It's like one of the nicest hotels in New York. And the reason why I know about it is because when I was a kid, I I went there when I was a kid, and for me that was always like the standard of of a fancy hotel. I mean, the jewel, the gold room. I don't know. I don't Guild know. Hall. It's one of those old, um, old money ones. You know, it's not a new one. It's like a, I know that I'll figure it out and then, and then text you and then nobody will care anymore. No, you know? honestly, guys, whatever. She's staying at a fam- fancy old money hotel. I'm clearly really bad with names. Um, okay, so so we like to do one night and we like to stay with other people. That's the way to do New York. You got to know someone and just yeah. stay, crash with them. Because honestly, I, the hotels are so expensive. They're so expensive. And but, so I want to have one Bougie night, night. Yeah. one really bougie night by myself. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have started making plans to go visit the family I stayed with in France when I was a kid. Oh. Um, because I lived in Ilgio, which is like this little island off the west coast of France. What? When I was sixteen. For how long? For like four months. Was that like an exchange thing? Yeah, uh, like an off the record exchange thing. Like in high school, like did you go to high school there, or is the summer? So I, so it was, it was two months of summer and then two months of not. But I had actually completed my credits, um, my junior year. Oh, so I 
had worked it out with my school because I went to kind of a similar school and that it was like it it valued experiences. So <clears throat> it's different now. It's a very different school. No one gives now. a shit about your experiences now. No, now they're just like Harvard. Yeah. But uh, no, it was an experiential learning school. So oh. I uh, was able to convince them that on top of my completed credits, this would be some sort of like enriching program, you know? I love that. So for, you. for two months, I was just not there. So you so you stayed in this place in France. Yeah. Il Jew. Il Jew. So I stayed and people get so mad at me because I say it wrong all the time. I don't know. I don't I'm I barely speak French. I'd rather you say it in your American dumbass accent than be one of those people who's like Il Jew. Il Jew. That's what it is. It just sounds like you're saying Il Jew. Like Il Jew. Like, I'm an Il Jew. Yeah, you're an Il Jew. That's me. Okay, so we so it's off the coast of what? It's off the coast of it's off the west coast of France. It's like it's 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 like between Spain and, and France. Oh my God, gorge. Oh, it's beautiful. There were 13 cars on the whole island. Like nobody, I was the only American. Nobody spoke English. It's how I learned French because I did not speak French and nobody would speak English to me. Yeah. So I just very quickly learned French. That's amazing. So, and I, I, I probably could speak it if I was there for another week or uh-huh. so. But now I, I can just do basics or whatever. But yeah, so I was there when I was 16. At first we were in Bordeaux. We were in Paris for two weeks, Bordeaux for a month, Il Jew for uh, like two to three. Are you going to go see any spooky shit while you're there? In France? I'm sure. There, listen. The thing is. Fr- it's, France, France spooks me out. and I, don't, I know. Are you going to go see some scary shit there? The problem with spooky stuff in France is that like, <sighs> They don't love Jewish people. I know. So a lot of the spooky stuff is like... Anti-Semitic? A little bit. I know. A little bit. It's a thing, you guys. Or racist or or something. Just look, if you're French and you're listening to this, I'm not saying you're anti-Semitic. Yeah, no. But but it is what it is. Your history's bad. And the thing is, (laughs) the thing is, when I lived there, they were super open about it. Yeah, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. That's why Jews are leaving in droves. That's right. Yeah. So like when, when I was there, when I was there, like they, nobody would be like, I don't like you because you're Jewish, but they would be like, so you don't eat pork, right? Like just those little things that are just like othering you, just othering you. Yeah. Like just like, oh, Rachel, oh, Rachel can't have that. No, she can't have that. I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Like, what are you talking about? And I know to I, mean, I don't eat pork. So they, they'd be like, see, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, you know, no, yeah. it's, it, it wasn't like that's obviously like a really low thing because I don't really care if somebody yeah. thinks I'm kashrut. Like, that's not a that's not an insult. No, I you know, know what you mean. There's like microaggressions. It's just little microaggressions. Say, as we say. Right, right. My Okay. All right. So if you're going to France, maybe, you know, don't be Jewish. But (laughs) maybe, maybe don't. But they're much better about hiding it now. Oh, we love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you hate me. Just don't tell me. Yeah, I'm too sensitive. I'd rather not know. I don't want to know. Well, I don't want to know because it's going to affect the way I treat you. And like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. It's, it's gonna, gonna hurt, hurt yours. yours. <gasps> That's right. Love that. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, that was that was dark energy that I liked. That's, See, now that's the kind of dark energy I'm here for. Well, that's the thing is that you only get that kind of dark energy if you expose yourself to all sorts of dark energy, <sighs> and then just take from what you like. Just okay. So if I ever meet a ghost, yeah, could I be like, hey, I know Rachel. And do you think they'll be like... Just name drop me. Do you think they'll be... Yeah. Like, that's yeah. kind of... I find it... I kind of feel like ghosts are like celebrities. And it's like, you need an in. You do. And if you have like you a, a connect, then they'll let you in and they'll be like, yeah, you're fine. We won't... Like, do you think a ghost could like 
truly haunt a person or is that not real? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I think... Are they just like living their own situation? Not living, but they're just right, right, right. ghosting their own life. Their own. I don't even know what to say. They're being ghosts on their own, and you're just like witnessing. Or do they like interact with people in a purposeful way? Well, I I definitely believe that they interact with people in a purposeful way. What like, is the purpose? Well, you know, it can be anything. I don't necessarily believe that like ghosts are here because they haven't fulfilled a mission. You know, like I don't believe that whole stuff, right. that whole thing. But like, it's not a soul turnover situation. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't believe that. Okay, but. You know, because it just doesn't seem logical to me. Okay. I know that when placing logic on the paranormal, that's like a risky business. Sure. But it just doesn't make any sense to me. What does make sense to me is that everyone has their own personal line of ancestors. Everybody has their own personal line of spirit. And I do believe that those spirit... And I I had an ancestral reading like two weeks ago. It's Sapphire's friend. Oh. Um like two weeks ago and she immediately started telling me things about my family, my family who had passed. So it was, it was a moment where that I don't think a lot of Jews have because there's a lot of cultures that firmly believe that your family is with you at all times. They light a candle, like, you know, like day of the dead, things like this that honor the dead. Jews don't really have that. You know, there's yard site, there's things like that, but it's really just about like honoring their memory and not honoring their connection to you. So when she started telling me things and she started like saying things about my family that had to be these members of the family, she was like, yeah, they're with you. You know, they're looking after you. They're watching over you. Like they're not your guardian angels. They're your family. They're your spirit. You know, that's you. So Mm. that, I mean, that was a transformative experience for me because it, it kind of gave me a softer look at the paranormal. And when they say they're with you, is it like they're like, you know, that whole hack thing of like, they're watching, they're watching Watching you, you watching you in the show. Is it more like, like it's more figurative. It's more, they're they're gently kind of like guiding you. Yeah. And like the way that she described it is that the, this version of your family is pure love. Like there's not, there's no ego. There's no shame. They're not shame. judging how you masturbate. There's not. There's no shame. They're not like, girl, there's... you should have used the wand. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're also it's they're not needed in that moment. You know, like they're not. Mm. You, they don't. You don't need them there. So, like for instance, there was one. She she immediately started talking about my mom's dad, who's the grandfather that I spoke about earlier, who I saw after he passed. Oh. So she was like, he is there with you, every decision you make. Every time you have a hard decision you make, like he's right there with you. So I feel like there's, everyone has a different purpose. Like she started talking about my poppy who died recently of COVID, who was the patriarch of my family. Mm. And he's this like. Sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. It's a, I mean, it's okay. It, it was a couple years ago at this point, but, or like a year and a half. Oh my God, Isn't crazy. that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but he's like seven foot tall. He's the loudest person in the room. He's like very boisterous. And she starts describing him and she's like, that's your energy. Like that's your that's your will to win so 
it's not that they're always like watching you. It's that they're there. Th- what they can offer you is their energy. Off- yeah, <gasps> love. Uh, that's so cool. It's okay. Cool. This is making me less uncomfortable about the paranorms because I was imagining it like I was gonna go and get molested by a ghost. I mean, some and- people think that. Oh my god, it's so terrifying. Some people have sex with ghosts. What? They're they're not. I mean, I don't want to invalidate anybody's experience. I would like to invalidate that one. That's fair. What? Can you go to these ghost hunting places and fuck? It's like a brothel. No. With the other side. No. There are people. There are people. I have a. I have a video about it called the "Top Five People Who Had Sex with Ghosts." I know. Transformative. I understand why you quit the travel channel now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there. There are definitely people who like have those experiences. What I will say that I also consider consider as part of paranormal research is understanding the capabilities of the human brain. And the brain is a magical thing. Like the brain is an incredible tool. And my favorite part about learning about the paranormal has been learning about the brain and what it can do to you and what it can convince you of. Right. So, you know, and if you want to believe that you're having sex with a ghost... Live that fantasy, baby. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to leave the podcast there because how do you fin? How do you? How do you come? How do? You- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Perfect. Perfect. So good. So good. I, I look. This podcast episode is going to be very unique because on other ones, we're going to talk about for thirst traps. We're talking about <laughs> where we're going, where the Bahamas, where we're hitting, what club, clubs in Tel Aviv. This one, baby, we're talking about fucking ghosts or not fucking ghosts. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, the start. We have really covered a lot in this. And I have to say, you are a very well-rounded individual. <gasps> That is such a compliment. You're so, and honestly, you are like the calm app to me. You calm me down, oh but you God. also, you know, you bring me back up again. That's so, that's I really such a like, compliment. I really like you. Oh, I really I want, like you too. I want you to know, I like you. And if you, and if you ever want to hang out and flake on me, you have two more passes. Oh, it will never happen again. I no, was so never, ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh, I don't give a I shit. I took a hundred milligrams. I took a hundred milligram edible. And Why? Because I, I forgot. What I is just that? wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. We were gonna end, but we can't. I know. We simply cannot. I know. What? I you know. forgot? I forgot. How I, do you forget that you took a hundred? No, no, no. I forgot that I needed to be a person, and also I didn't know there wait, was. Why would you take a hundred milligrams at, at, at any time? Though? As an experiment. Oh, so the day. Okay. Yeah. What? What happened? I went crazy. Yeah. I just really just went into my own world there for a little this bit. This has been a, tr- a journey of the self, the brain. I know. And and spirit. I like to push my own boundaries to see where they are. Well, I got that. Yeah, and I found it. It's a, it's at around 50 milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> I take 10 and I literally think I'm I my question my whole my whole sense of self and everything. Like I I'm like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a fraud." Like I literally I can take 5 and I'm good to go. That ain't me. But I can take a shit ton of DMT. No problem. I have to, that's, I'm dying to try that. Oh, I have a pen. You can come over and take oh, it. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I have a vape pen. That's insane. Yeah. You can have it. I didn't know I that mean, that's, try I could try it. Yeah. And can I tell you something? What? I'm really happy that you said that earlier about you liking me. Because I really like I've, you. I've been, I've always been so intimidated by you. Why? Because you're so cool. Oh, I'm not cool. I mean, I'm cool, but I'm not like, 
that kind of cool. You're just like very like, you're very eloquent. You're very sure <gasps> of yourself. Oh my God. I'm so glad that I fooled you. Yeah, you definitely fooled me. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you know, I like this pod. It makes, it brings people together. So nice. Here, there, and everywhere. Look, I, again, if you're French, I'm not calling you anti-Semitic, but maybe just like ask your parents what they think of Jews and then just you'll see your, what, we, what you mean. Ask your grandparents where they were. Yeah. 60 years ago. And were they hiding anyone? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think so. Um, Rachel, I really like you. I hope that you're not intimidated by me ever again. Because I'm I, not. I, I really, I genuinely like you. And I think you're so fucking funny. Like, truly, I, podcast hosts always fucking gas their guests up. Just, and it's <laughs> bullshit. It's like, we get it. You're doing a thing. All right. You know, what's his name? Um, Joe Rogan. No, not Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, but you know like the, the the late night guy who does I can't even not Jimmy Kimmel, the oh, other one. Oh James Corden. No, the other one. James Corden. The, <laughs> no, the other one. Jo- Jimmy uh, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah. Biggest yeah. like gas up. You know, it's like okay, but I really like you. Thank and you. And I think you're so fucking funny. And if you don't follow Rachel, where can they find you? Oh, um on social media. Yeah. At Rachel Sam Evans. You could just Google her, honestly, you'll find her. But well, the Rachel thing is, Sam Evans. If you Google Rachel Evans, the most popular search will be for Rachel Held Evans, who's a Christian novelist who died last year. Not you. I've been keeping track on, uh, of her. She died. Well, since you are up, you know, you are like the socialite of the ghost world. Yeah. Maybe so you true. guys could hook up and hang out. Oh, my God. Invite. Oh my God, that's fun. Invite me. Um, <laughs> I want to get on, I get on the VIP list. Uh, Rachel Sam Evans, she is, I, I, you guys, she's so funny. Watch The Circle. Watch her content on YouTube. She's so fucking funny. No need to follow me on social media. I'm not going to deliver on the value proposition. So like, that I, I, I'm not going to, I don't have content to give. You do. We'll okay, I'll work on it. I'll work she's on amazing. it. She's amazing. And don't say anything mean to her on Twitter. Rude. Um, mm. But... <laughs> Yeah, thank only you for if it's com- funny. Thank you for coming. I hope you'll come back. Of course. Uh, it's been a pleasure. This has been so good. Want to leave him with a little ASMR? Yeah. I hope everybody has a really nice, a nice night. Nice That's night. It's been really nice to have you on the podcast. Poop. Poop on a surfboard. Poop on a surfboard. Bye. I hope everyone came. (laughs) I certainly did. (laughs) See you next week on Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank.